0: Let's get you back to On The Map. Here's Dave Plyer. John Hanson and four, Dave Plyer here. Ben Anderson producing, doing a good job of that as always. Behind the glass, we'll take you to seven. Dave Plyer will take you through his normal show. I'll tell you what he's talking about in a bit. Spencer Clinton joins us now, and uh, I was just kind of googling national park stories. I knew I wanted to do a show about national parks. I didn't know who to bring on, and I came across Spencer, who is an associate photo editor at the U.S. Sun. He's also traveled to a bunch of national parks over the last few years. One half of National Park dudes, you can find them on YouTube or on Instagram. Spencer, thanks for coming on the program today.
1: Thanks for having me, John. Happy to be here.
0: I like to put everyone on the map where you're calling from. So where are you calling us from here today? I'm calling from Manhattan, New York City. Well, that's not a national park, but you've got a couple somewhat close <laughs> to you. How did you get on this journey of deciding to kind of trek out and try and do five national parks a year?
1: Well, my best friend from high school and I decided to start doing it uh, back in 2018, uh, and we kicked it off uh, with a bang. We went straight up to Canada on a 14-hour road trip, went to Banff National Park. I know it's not an American park, but it was still beautiful nonetheless. And it kind of went from there. And do you, how do
0: you pick the five you're going to go to, or is that just happen to be how it works out? Like geographically, are you working your way one direction, or how do you guys plan out what do you want to do?
1: It's a little bit random, kind of depending on our schedules now that we both got busy lives and everything. Um, We're originally both from California, so we started with the California parks. Uh, We were very close to Yosemite, Pinnacles, uh, Redwood, those kinds of parks. So we would just kind of go from there and expand our radius every year.
0: I uh, talked to a guy who went to every single country in the world a few weeks back on the show and he had rules. And one of his rules was he had to stay in that place for 24 hours. Do you have a rule or can you just drive through a national park and you're going to check it off the list?
1: We do have some of a rule. We call it quote unquote smoking a park uh, by just completely doing everything there is to do in the park. Um, you can't just drive in take a picture and leave and say you went there. You really have to do a hike or, you know, just, Do something, Um, get a map, uh, immerse yourself in the park a little bit.
0: What has the experience taught you so far? I mean, I imagine you had to have an interest in nature already. What are you learning new?
1: Um, I think I'm learning that I have an appreciation for a lot of different types of landscapes that I might not have enjoyed so much in the past. Like, for example, we went down to Joshua Tree National Park a few years ago, and that's a very desert kind of like park. Uh, when we went, it actually happened to be covered in snow, and it was just a very surreal, different experience to anything I've ever, you know, happened upon in my life. And so I, I think it's good to take a chance and try out these new park, new parks that all have this- something different to offer.
0: Obviously, you're a photo editor. I'm sure you take a lot of photos as well. Do you do that in the national park, or is this your vacation time so you don't worry about that as much?
1: Uh, We definitely are still taking a lot of photos. We're both photographers, um, and my friend is definitely pushing us, so it is no vacation. We are (laughs) doing early morning sunrises, late nights uh, for the stars, and lots of hikes in between it all. So we are go, go, go uh, to get as much done in the park as we can, and usually just two or three days. What is it about nature that moves you? It must. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, talk about seeing parks that have – you know, say in California, we have a park that has the largest tree in the world by diameter called General Sherman. Um, and it's just, when you're standing in front of it, it is truly just mind-blowing to comprehend something that nature created like that. Um, so it's just really it's special to see it in person versus just online or in pictures. Does it
0: make you feel small or a smaller part of a bigger thing?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think it makes me... You know, I mean, half the time we're standing of grand overlooks, or you know, walking through these forests, and yeah, it's just and they're all federally protected, of course. So there's you know, no trace of you know humans having been there, save for you know, every now and then littering. Don't litter. Um, but it definitely just makes you appreciate the scale of these parks that we have to offer in the states. That just are all these protected areas of land. Do you ever, when
0: you're in these parks, think I am so glad? that some very important men and women had the idea to save this for future generations.
1: Absolutely. I think that's like incredibly important. And, you know, we're still, all of us really play a part in it. in every time we visit a park by just, you know, being respectful of the land and, you know, appreciating our past, you know, presidents and committees and everything that have put all their work in to protect these for us to enjoy. Um, I think it's a real moment of appreciation. So what are a couple of your
0: favorite ones uh, that you visited of the 25?
1: Uh, you know, well, it's hard to pick. Um, <laughs> I just recently did, a couple of years ago, Grand Teton and Yellowstone, which are, you know, a big two of the parks. Yellowstone was the first ever uh, U.S. National Park. Um, but I'd have to say for my favorite, I'm going to go Northern California, Redwood National Park. Um, just to be in the concentration of giant coastal redwood trees, um, is really, really something special. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with that. Any ones that you were
0: surprised by that maybe you went into and you thought, okay, I'm going to check this one off the list. I've seen the pictures and you went there and you went, oh boy, this is way more than I thought it was.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd actually say Badlands National Park in South Dakota. Um, at, from the pictures, it kind of looks like there might not be a whole lot to see. Um, you know, it's very, it was very interesting, almost Mars-like landscape. Um, but when I went there, I uh, just happened to be right in the middle of a thunderstorm, and so it was really cool to see these huge clouds and you know the supercells and the lightning coming down across these, you know these hills uh, is just really incredible. So I would definitely go back there.
0: 815 Area Code just texted, and I agree that Redwoods is the best. Nearby Muir Woods is awesome, too. Spencer, a lot of texts are coming in. I want to share some more with you, and I want to get a few tips from you about how our listeners can maybe go visit one and really how to go about starting to plan one. You okay to stick around a bit?
1: Absolutely.
0: That's Spencer Clinton. Oh, by the way, I want to make sure I give the handles again. National Park Dudes on YouTube and on Instagram. I was scrolling through the photos earlier. They're great things. And the YouTube videos are fun, too, as they document their journey. You can tell they are lifelong friends uh, doing this. All right. We're going to continue with Spencer on the map. John Hanson in for Dave Plyer after the news, which comes up after this break on WGN. Let's get you back to On the Map. Here's Dave Plyer. John Hanson and for Dave Plyer on this uh, Friday evening, 639 on WGN. If you're on the road, let us know where you're going. What's on the map for you this weekend? 312-981-7200. You can call in, you can text in, not texting if you're driving but someone on the passenger seat can tell us where you're going had someone calling earlier going to the twin Lakes. someone going to their backyard <laughs> far or uh, close it's okay let us know what you're doing on this three-day weekend spencer clinton joining us now spencer you have been to 25 national parks over the last five years you're trying to go to all 63 though that's the end goal right
1: yep that is correct we're trying to get them done as much as we can and obviously we're busy now but uh you know we try to do at least one park a year now at least one
0: are you going to any national parks this weekend
1: <laughs> unfortunately i'm not i'm heading up to the appalachian trail this weekend but that's you know not a national park um uh, but i do have a trip to great basin national park in nevada um in october uh we're going to see an annular eclipse there and there's and do some hiking and hopefully a little camping, Um, but we'll see. What's an annular eclipse? I also had the same question when I heard about that. (laughs) And it is when the moon goes in front of the sun, but not completely covering it. So it looks like the sun is just a ring of light, kind of like a donut. Okay,
0: that's cool. I know a lot of. Uh, I saw you guys are really interested in you know taking pictures of our amazing views of solar of our solar system and the stars. Well beyond that, is that one of your favorite parts about the national parks? Is they're usually you know far away from light pollution and, and give us a, a incredible view of the portrait above.
1: Oh, absolutely! One of the things we always try to see in a national park is the Milky Way. We always try and find some good viewpoint where we can see the Milky Way. Uh, you know, with the landscape in front of it, or even just right above, because obviously a lot of these parks are very remote, so we don't have to deal with the light pollution quite as much.
0: 847 wants to know, if you have been to Grand Teton? I want to go to Grand Teton. I wanted to know what Spencer thought of it.
1: I have been to Grand Teton, uh, and I thought it was an incredible park, and I did not do it justice because I only spent two days there. Um, you really have to get in, you know, immerse yourself fully, into that park because there's just so much to do so many hikes so much you know so many activities to do if you want to go rafting or fishing or whatever your thing is grand teton has it and obviously it's just a very beautiful park with this striking mountain range so how do you
0: plan a trip do you does the park service have like a really savvy website that helps you plan whether you're camping or what like are there places you have to pay? Do you have to pay to get in there? Kind of walk us through just a little bit of the how it all works if people have never really gone through our national parks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So to plan a trip, uh, definitely each park has its own website run by the National Park Service. Um, so if you just typed in, for example, Grand Teton National Park, one of the first links will just be the government website for the park. And you can go on there and they have a great section, and this is for every park it just says things to do. And it will say, Oh, you only have half a day. Here's what you can do. Oh, you have three days. Here's what you can do. Um, so that's a really handy way, um, to figure out, you know, how much time you have and what you can do with that time. Um, and in terms of, you know, prices and like all that kind of stuff, um, I believe it's the same for every park, but every vehicle is $30 entrance fee. Not every, you could have pack a, Car full of 10 people, or it's just yourself, it'll be $30. Um, however, they also have um, free park days where all entrances to every national park are free. And we have a couple coming up. September 23rd is National Public Lands Day. So it'll be free to go to any national park. And same with Veterans Day. And there are a few more as well. That's awesome. Um, so they are very, they try to make it very accessible for people. And it's always pretty cheap. Um, the one side note I will say about camping is to just make sure you reserve a campsite in advance if that's what you're planning to do. Because a lot of these campsites will fill up, you know, months, even sometimes a year in advance, like for popular parks like Grand Teton or Yosemite.
0: Is that a campsite, mean, like with an RV, or you mean even like with a tent that they put you in like certain areas and those fill up?
1: Um, Both, yeah. I know RV sites will fill up, um, but also tent sites will fill up too. And most parks do have walk-in uh, camping to where you can just, you know, show up, pay your fee at the visitor center and just hope that you find an open campsite. But obviously it's a little risky, especially if maybe it's summer and you've got, you know, lots of crowds and that kind of thing. Um, and also most of these parks are, you know, late spring to early, like late fall camping. Like there's a season they'll close the campgrounds towards a certain point. Right. Um, so you just want to make sure to look into it depending what you're going to do.
0: And you had a, wrote an article about just recommendations for bears, and I we don't have to go into the whole thing, but just suffice to say that do a little research about where you're going and what animals you may encounter and the best practices
1: to uh, stay safe, right? Oh, absolutely. And I would say I could probably talk for so long about you know bear safety and all that, but I will just say if you're going to camp, bring. A bear, um, like a bear container that's like specifically sealed to keep all the smells inside. And a lot of um, sites do have bear lockers to put your food in so bears won't go rummaging through your car or uh, to maybe your tent where it's with you in it, right? We don't want that. So, you know, just be bear safe, you know, look into it, bring bear spray. If you have to make noise while you're hiking, that sort of thing.
0: Okay. All right. I was all set to go. And then you told me those last few things and you got me worried, but no, I trust myself (laughs) around it. Spencer, I have one more question for you. One or two or three parks that you have on the list. You haven't gotten to yet. Who knows when you
1: will, but you can't wait to get to. Oof, That's a tough one. I will say, um, being on the East Coast, uh, you know, Northeast, I've really been meaning to get to Acadia National Park up in Maine. Uh, they have some beautiful lighthouses up there. It's all on the seashore. looks absolutely amazing and pretty accessible, you know, being in New York and all for me. Um, and one more I'll say is I'm going to have to say Denali in Alaska, and that's a big one. It's It's a little little bit of investment to get to you really have to prepare for something like that but you know the reward is so great because it just looks like such a beautiful park
0: i'm going to add one to you the isle royale i don't know if you've been there it's in lake superior kind of by us
1: i have not but that is on our list um, my my best friend who i do all this with his his family is from that area in minnesota and so we're trying to kind of rope that all into a trip um, so yeah isle royale is definitely on the list i mean you know john they all are on the list that's true when you're going to all of them guess what they're all on there somewhere (laughs)
0: spencer clinton uh keep me posted i I would love to uh if you get a little further along in the next couple years love to have you back on and uh good luck with everything okay thank you very much john take care youtube national park dudes same thing on twitter to follow spencer and his friends journeys through all of that interesting uh, viewpoint there.